It's time to get ready for the Buffalo Bills Week 16 contest against the Los Angeles Chargers, and I'm joined by Locked On Chargers host David Drogemeyer to discuss it today on Locked On Bills. You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino, author of Go Bills and Buffalo's Run, also the co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. want to thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day, and a big welcome and shout-out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, I appreciate you all being here very, very much. I'd also like to invite you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. I'm joined by David Drogemeyer, the outstanding host of Locked On Chargers. We're here to get you ready for Bills, Chargers, Saturday night football at SoFi Stadium. It's the five and nine Chargers against the eight and six Bills. The Bills obviously looking to get into the postseason. The Chargers are a team very much in transition. I think when Peacock wanted the exclusive rights to this game, they thought they were going to get Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, playoffs on the line, and that is not what they're getting, but an important game for both teams as we work towards the end of this regular season. David, thanks for being here. Looking forward to getting your thoughts on this matchup. Hey, I'm ha- happy to be here. Uh, I wish that the uh, season for the Chargers was a lot more uh, like the expectations were for the Chargers before this season started, which was playoffs, uh, winning the playoffs or bust. And unfortunately, you know, the, the Chargers obviously have fallen well short of, of those expectations. And that's why you, you know, you saw the amount of change that we saw uh, after Thursday night's embarrassing loss to the Las Vegas Raiders. So I, I'm sure this is a very easy question for you to answer, David. The biggest storyline for the Chargers is very clearly interim coach, you know, plotting the path moving forward. Let's get into it. Absolutely, yeah. Biggest story for the Chargers is definitely how are the Chargers going to respond under their interim coach, Giv Smith. Giv Smith has been one of the longest tenured coaches that the Chargers have had back to the San Diego Chargers days. He's an outside, outside linebackers coach. Um, and so, yeah, he's going to be the guy. He's a no-nonsense non, non, no type of coach, very you know honest, very transparent. Um, and, yeah, this is the first game since firing both the head coach and the general manager. Um, and, can hey, can they, re, you know, can they rebound from that you know, historic embarrassment? It's one thing to lose 63-21. to 21. It's another thing to lose 63-21 to 21 to one of your division rivals on national football. Uh, in in front of the entire world, so that's uh, that's definitely something I'm going to be looking looking forward to seeing if there's any differences. Is there going to be any changes under defensive coordinator Derek Ansley, who is going to be calling the defense now? Brandon Staley was the head coach and defensive uh, coordinator slash play caller. So I'm wondering, I'm curious to see if there's going to be any differences made, any tangible differences that we can see from the defense. So, David, I had a couple of follow-up questions there. The first one is, are you surprised that it wasn't 
Kellen Moore. You know, I think from the outside looking in, you know, mentioned the tenure that GIF has with with the Chargers, but like, was this an opportunity to see if Kellen Moore can be the guy? Like, he, they've he's had head coaching interviews. What, what what are your thoughts on that being the decision for the interim coach? Yeah, I mean, I I think you know, and I don't know anything. I mean, I'm sure that there there was conversations had between Kellen Moore and the Chargers, but. If if you're Kellen Moore, just look look at the situation. Just realistically, you know, you know, step away from from being a Chargers fan or, or or a Bills fan and look at it. If I'm auditioning to be a head coach of a football team and I don't have my franchise quarterback yeah. there to be able to spearhead that interview, then why do I want to put myself in a position to where I'm probably going to lose my next three games? Uh, that's not exactly the type of audition that anyone wants to put forward into the world, no matter how great the offense looks, because in the NFL, it's wins or losses. If you don't win football games, then they're going to find somebody who can and will. So uh, I don't know if this is the type of opportunity that Kellen Moore is mm. looking for to be an interim head coach. I think he wants to, you know, because this is the guy who's had head coaching interviews in the past, like you mentioned. I think he wants to be the guy, you know, to start fresh, to be able to, yeah. you know, start from the jump and to be able to kind of put, you know, and build his, you know, success story from a more advantageous position. I just don't think it was the right time or opportunity for Kellen Moore to try uh, his salt at being a head coach. Well, the last thing I wanted to ask you before I get into the Bills side of things here is about that game that just happened. It was the 63 to 21 loss to the Raiders. The score is very, very lopsided. Yeah. But that was about all that was that was lopsided. I mean, first downs, 20 to 18. Chargers were 6 of 12 on third down, keeping in mind Easton Sticks' first ever career start at quarterback. Yeah. The yards in the game, Raiders 378, Chargers 326. Was this just more a matter of, like, the Chargers turned it over five times? They gave the Raiders a bunch of short fields. I mean, the Raiders' touchdown drives were of 42 yards, 31 yards, 13, 49 yards, 24 yards, and a pick six. I mean, we're, they didn't have far to go. I mean, I know it's the Raiders. It's it, what you know, the quarterback situation's a mess. That's not a good football team. But I think there's a little bit of context here to to this 63 to 21 loss. I mean, I'm not trying to like make it seem like it wasn't as bad as it was, but like there's some context here that matters. Absolutely. And the, and the context is that. Your scores are going to look like that when you give up 35 points off of turnovers. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. that, like that—that's—that's that's what it is right there. 28 points on fumbles alone, yeah. including you know a, a fumble from their special teams unit, who has been one of the best special teams units in the entire NFL this season. So a lot of uncharacteristic, you know, uh, you know, giving the ball up, coughing the ball up, and hey, whenever you have a backup quarterback going into any type of situation. It's not ideal, although the Chargers offensive line has struggled handling pressure, especially in the biggest moments all season long. It's a, a large reason why they've been so bad in one score games, because they have not been able to protect the quarterback when they know that the defense is coming after him. That has been a, you know, an issue for the Chargers all season long. But anytime you give up that many points off of turnovers, it's going to look as lopsided as that game looked on Thursday night. Yeah, that's uh, one of my big takeaways. I watched the game, and then I went and looked at the box score, and I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. Uh, on the Bills side of things, this really just comes down to to being aware of what's at stake and keeping it going. The Bills built themselves a big old hole this year with some really goofy, goofy, goofy losses uh, against the Jets, against the Patriots, the blunder at the end of Denver game, uh, 
Yes, yeah, uh, weird ones. Philly. I mean, just just really just some some catastrophic losses that are pretty uncharacteristic of this football team. And so they they built themselves a hole, but they're starting to get out of it. They're eight and six now, and they can smell the division being within their grasp. All they got to do is they got to beat the Chargers and Patriots. The Dolphins have to lose one of Cowboys and Ravens. They're next two, and Week 18 against the Dolphins is for the AFC East. Right, the, the path is quite clear for the hole that you built yourself. Yeah. You can get yourself right out of it. And and step one is taking advantage of this opportunity to play against the Chargers. Um, and the Bills coming out of the bye, they they won in Arrowhead. They beat Kansas City, and then last week I think everyone saw beating Dallas thirty-one to ten. Yeah, they're they're, they're kind of peaking at the right time. Big time. Oh, but this is a scary matchup, David, and, and maybe some people are rolling their eyes. But you're talking about a rest advantage, right? The Chargers played on Thursday. The Bills yeah. played on Sunday. Yeah. So the Bills have a short week against a team with extended rest across the country, right? This is this, the, the, That in and of itself is a tough dynamic, not to mention the interim coach. Yeah. And you see this, man. You see teams get like a little bit of a bump from yeah. firing their coach and having an interim. You're seeing it with the Raiders. Under Antonio Pierce, they're, they're what are they? They're three and three. They won their first two. The Jeff Saturday thing with the Colts, they won that first game. Um, you look at what Steve Wilkes did with the Carolina Panthers last year after they fired Matt Rule. It's kind of a thing. Yeah. And and look, I you're gonna know the Chargers better than me, but I've watched the Chargers for the last two and a half years. Brandon Staley with some of the most egregious coaching decisions you'll ever see, costing them football games. He's a defensive-minded head coach, and his defense stinks. All right. So I'm guessing that the Chargers players are potentially pretty happy about this and ready to say you know what that guy was the problem we're a decent group of players that guy was the problem and so like you worry you worry about these dynamics and that this is going to galvanize this chargers team on top of the tough circumstances for a bills team that has got to have it and so that's what on the bill side of things it's like hey go take care of your business but let's be mindful of this is not just a, a pushover game that you know the chargers are going to be up for this game at home prime time uh, looking to show that, you know, that's a decent group of players and, and Brandon Staley was a problem. Absolutely, they are. I mean, you're 100%. I mean, you you talk to the players, you know, you listen to them. They want to win. You know, they, they want to go out there. I mean, draft position be damned. They don't mm-hmm. care about that. We you care about it as analysts, right? Yeah. right? You know, yeah, yeah. imagine the, that quarterback, Easton Stake, who's getting his first yeah. opportunity to start in the National Football League. He wants to go win every single game yeah. that he is a part of. He did a lot of winning at North Dakota State. That is what he is used to doing. So, yeah, this is definitely a trap game for the Bills, uh, and the Chargers have nothing to play for, but that means they have nothing to lose either. So yeah. they might mess around and go in here motivated, and, and they might pull off an upset. I don't see it, but, but a crazier thing have happened in the NFL yeah I mean, we just watched the the Arizona Cardinals two and ten go beat Pittsburgh in, in Pittsburgh with everything still in front of Pittsburgh so that's why you got to play the games and so I, am I expecting the Bills to win this game yeah we'll, we'll get to that towards the end but I'm not sitting here acting like there's not some tough circumstances that they're going to have to deal with in this one all right David and I in just a moment here we're going to shift our focus to some of the key matchups that will decide this game so be sure to stick with us but folks As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. New customers right now can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's been no better time to get in on the action. I love the app. It's super easy to use, and there's a ton of different things that you can bet on, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And I've been telling Bill's Mafia, 
this for the last few weeks. And, and now the Chargers fans, you guys can get in on a little secret. Bet the over on James Cook receiving yards. We have been feasting on that. They had his over-under against Kansas City at 19.5. Last week it was at 23.5 against the Cowboys. He's shattering these numbers. So if they're going to give you a nice one again this week, I encourage you to go take some of that free money over at FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, David, let's talk about the matchups that will decide this game. And I'd like to go first here. I look at this Chargers pass rush. Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, Morgan Fox, Tuli Tuipolotu, who's a nice-looking rookie out of USC. I think that's kind of one of the strengths of this operation is those that group of pass rushers. And I think the Bills' pass protection has been pretty solid this year. But those are that's a deep group. And I think last week against the Cowboys, they didn't have to pass the ball, right? They they ran it 49 times and passed yeah. it 15. That's not a normal Bills script, that's right? That's insane. <laughs> it, yeah, really, really surprising. And I don't know that the Bills are going to ran the ball down the Chargers' throats like that. Maybe they will. I'm not sure. But as I think about things that could decide this game, it's those edge rushers against the Bills protection schemes and uh, making sure that they can meet that moment because there's a lot of talents, a lot of a lot of savvy vets that know how to get to the quarterback, and even Tui Pelotu is a young guy that um, has shown a pretty exciting pass rush arsenal. And man, that guy plays hard. Yeah. Uh, so th- those those edge rushers against the Bills pass protection scheme is kind of where I I, I want to start the conversation. Yeah, I'm, uh, it's definitely a huge part of this football game. We don't know if Joey Bosa is going to be able to play. He's been on IR. He is eligible to return in this football game. He's been doing some work off to the side with trainers and stuff. Uh, I'd like to see him get a couple practices in before they actually you know, put him back out there, especially when the Chargers are not really playing any meaningful football. Although Khalil Mack is one of you know the top sack artists in the NFL and has led you know the NFL the last couple of weeks. Um, and, and sacks. So for him, I think, you know, he's still motivated to try to get to 20 or try to get to the NFL record if possible. Um, he, you know, he, it is within grasp. He's had games where he's had three, four, six sacks, even against the, you know, the Raiders and Aiden O'Connell. Um, so yeah, he definitely has plenty to play for if he wants to kind of etch his name into NFL, you know, annals of history. Um, I definitely think there's something there. Um, I think for the Chargers, outside of just Khalil Mack and the pass rush, I, I got to see something out of Derwin James in this game. I mean, the last couple of football games for Derwin uh, has not been good. You know, he he just you know is not his typical you know ferocious you know good tackling self. You know, he's a guy that is one of the better safeties in the NFL. He does most of his work, his best work, close to the line of scrimmage, but he's been missing way too many tackles. That's something that has to be cleaned up. And I think it just want you want to make uh, you want to feel better about the situation because he's one of the highest paid players in the NFL, one of the highest paid players on your defense. He is one of the leaders of your defense. So in this game, I want to see a more vintage version of Derwin James, a guy that we know is insanely talented, but has had a bit of a down year. Yeah, and he'll get his chances. I'm sure the Bills will want to get Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox, their tight end duo going and course James Cook he'll have his chances to tackle I'm sure of that so um interested to see how he's galvanized maybe after you know Brandon Staley departed I, I felt like that was a pretty good rapport between those two guys but um I'm sure he's eager to show that he can still be a franchise cornerstone for the Chargers um one thing that I like to look at here is this quarterback Easton Stick um 
he's not a rookie. I mean, he's been around since what, 2020, 2019, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, but he hasn't played a lot of football. This will just yeah. be his second career start. And I think he's thrown less than 60 passes in NFL regular season games. And he's going up against this Bills defense under Sean McDermott. The Bills have the same type of deal with a defensive minded head coach that's now the defensive coordinator and head coach. And and McDermott has as this defense playing pretty well. And, and you look at their last two games uh, coming out of the bye at Kansas City and against Dallas, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Dak Prescott, he just held Dallas to 10 points. They came into the game highest scoring team in the NFL. They averaged 40. They had a five-game win streak, uh, and they averaged 44 points per game during that streak and never less than 33. Bills held them to 10, and Dak was 21 of 34 for 134 yards and a pick. It's a passer rating of 57.7. Some people thought Dak might be the NFL MVP favorite. Brock Purdy probably has a lot to say with that right now. But then yeah. going back to Kansas City, limiting Patrick Mahomes to 17 points in Arrowhead, and, and Mahomes comes out of that game with a passer rating less than 75. And so it's a defense that's playing well. They've kind of find themselves. The Bills had injuries on defense earlier in the season. Like week four, week five, they lost key players. Matt Milano, Trey White, Daquan Jones, key players. And it's taken them a little time to adjust to that. They've had some reinforcements with the Rasul Douglas trade signing Linval Joseph, a, a former charger there. They've kind of figured it out at linebacker. So they've, they've kind of hit their stride, and now they're going up against Easton Stick in his second career start. And, and Keenan Allen, the heel injury, I mean, you're going to probably know more about the availability. I know he didn't practice on Tuesday. And so, like, no Justin Herbert, Easton Stick, second start. You don't have your best receiver. Uh, you're down to your third center, right? And Will Clapp got injured. You don't have Lindsley. So it's what? Brandon Jamies is going to be your yeah, starting Brandon center. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, so like you got some stuff here to overcome uh, for the Chargers offense, and and I think Sean McDermott against this Easton Stick led Chargers offense without Keenan Allen down to your third center, you feel like that's an opportunity that you should be able to take advantage of. A thousand percent, yeah. It's it's definitely a scary proposition going up against the the Bills defense, which is unequivocally much better than the Raiders defense, and that didn't go entirely well for Easton Stick. But what I I feel like the Chargers need to do, especially with Easton Stick at, at quarterback, is to you know make that system a little bit more like what he's used to. He is a running quarterback. He's mm -hmm. a guy that definitely has athleticism with his legs. He needs to run the ball a little bit more. There needs to be more design runs. They need to get the ball into Austin Eckler's hands a lot more in the receiving game. He's caught a lot less passes this year. Part of that has to do with injuries. Part of that has to do with just difference in offensive scheme. But uh, I think, you know, when you look at this Chargers offense and what you kind of want to see out of them for the next three games is I want to know who's going to be a part of the future. Who's yeah. going to be part of the 2024 Chargers offensive plans? Quentin Johnston needs to step up. You know, he hasn't had the, the rookie season that we all kind of wanted or expected in comparison to some of the other first-round wide receiver rookies that have been killing it this year. Quentin Johnston has dealt with drops, has also just, you know, kind of disappeared at times in games. But this is his time to shine. It's his opportunity to be the number one guy. Uh, or Josh Palmer probably is the number one guy at this point, but he's another guy, you know, he's been with the chargers a couple of years, but he's one of the, you know, up and coming wide receivers. He wants to prove that he's going to be one of those guys. That's going to be with Justin Herbert for the foreseeable future. A, a guy that's coming off of a, a really strong performance four catches, 113 yards and a 70 plus yard touchdown on, on a broken coverage. But 
I, I think that's probably what the Chargers are looking at trying to do. Get the ball out of Easton Stick's hands quickly. We saw what happens when he holds onto the ball. Uh, unfortunately, he gets put on the ground. That can't happen. <laughs> Obviously, we saw uh, in that Raiders game how important it is not to turn the football over because when you give anybody a short field, they're going to score a lot more times than yeah. not. And the Buffalo Bills offense is fantastic. So you give them short fields with Josh Allen and all his talents, that's going to be a recipe for disaster. So the Chargers need to protect the ball. They need to keep possession of the ball. And if they want to score, they're going to have to utilize the weapons that they have left. Yeah. And in one side note, there is it feels like it's for the Charger side of things, it's good that they went through that, right? Like hard lessons. But I'm not. They're not going to turn over five times against the Bills. I, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. And you know, Kellen Hopefully. Moore. Well, well, Kellen Moore has had a, a history of playing backup quarterbacks, right? Yeah. I mean, Dak was injured quite a bit. Cooper Rush. I mean, how many times do we have to watch that guy play for Dallas, right? So this is not a, an unfamiliar spot for Kellen Moore. And then Easton Stick. I mean, we hit three touchdown passes, right? Didn't he a decent amount of production in the game. Uh, just the turnovers were, were part of the issue, and it wasn't all on him. So right. um, I think the Chargers learned some hard lessons, and you know I think there's a, a lot for them to prove the rest of the way. I, I, I'm certain they're going to give the Bills all that they have on Saturday night. Uh, in just a second here, we're going to talk about the path to success for each side of the equation here. So be sure to stick with us. But, folks, I got I to gotta tell you what. I am obsessed with DoorDash. The, the convenience of DoorDash is unmatched. And look. Saturday night football, December 23rd. It's Christmas Eve's Eve. You know you're not going to want to be making dinner or getting to the grocery store. DoorDash can handle that for you. They'll bring you groceries right to your front door. They'll bring you food from your favorite local restaurant right to your front door. So, you know, the bills and charges are going to kick off on, uh, on Saturday evening. Place a DoorDash order and enjoy the food during the game. You don't have to worry about preparing anything on Christmas Eve Eve. And that's what I love is like they give you time, right? Like we're all busy people. Even if it's not Christmas Eve's Eve, you're all wondering when you're going to get to the grocery store, what's for dinner. You don't have to worry about that anymore. DoorDash can handle that for you. We got a deal here for you. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, that's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. Subject to change, terms apply. All right, David, time to get into the path to success. I think the Bills enter this game. They started off as a 14-point favorite. I think that's come down closer to 10-11. Um, we talked about the dynamics of, the, of this game for both sides, the matchups. When you plot that path for a Chargers upset, a home upset, what's the, what's the keys to success? Well, I mean, first and foremost, it's protect the football. I mean, you, you cannot cough the ball up and, and expect to win this football game. It, it's just not going to happen. The margin for error is extremely, extremely low in that situation. And on the other side of the token is you kind of have to hope for one of those, you know, Josh Allen, you know, give the ball away type of games, yeah. which we have seen. You know, we've, we've seen that he's thrown it up in, in situations to where he definitely shouldn't have. And, you know, it's been taken away. Uh, or, you know, fumbles, which, you know, is part of the game when you're a running quarterback. He's pretty sturdy. He doesn't do that a whole lot, but he does give the ball away. So the Chargers need to hope that they're able to capitalize on some of those turnovers and, and turn those into scores if they want to win this football game. But let's be real. It's not really going to help the Chargers if they win the game. I mean, at this point in time, 
It's really what's going to be best for the Chargers moving forward, and that's getting the most advantageous draft position that they possibly can. So, I mean, that's what they're going to have to do to try to win this game. But in all honesty, it's it's really best that they lose. Right. I don't think the players would agree with that, and so or the coaches. You know, so that's yeah. that's the. I think that's where you can have the win win on the Charger side of things if you lose them. And that's the thing is is how does Joe Burrow get Jamar Chase? Right. They, right. How how do you how do you leverage this season that didn't go the way that you want into maybe getting some pieces that you shouldn't right and I think you do have that opportunity uh, potentially by losing the game so from the fan side of things like definitely I, I think losing would be best for the Chargers and for the Bills that would be the the best possible outcome as well when I consider the path to success for the Bills I, I have three things down that makes the most sense to me um, first of all uh, you mentioned turnovers and I think that is really 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 critical. And and the Chargers have not been very good at taking away the football. They have zero takeaways in four of the last six games. And across the last six games, there's a total of two takeaways. So that's not really been happening for the Chargers. Nope. Meanwhile, they turned it over five times against the Raiders. Not good. The Bills over their last five games have 10 takeaways. So they've taken away the football pretty well. Um, not like gobs of them, but they've had some some good turnover production. But they've also had one or fewer giveaways in the last four games. And, and I think that's going to be an important recipe. Like you mentioned, with, with giving away the football, that's the easiest way to allow a team to stick around, allow a team to build a lead. The Chargers are a more talented team than the Raiders. They are. It's, it, that's, that's objectively true. The reason that game was the way that it was is they turned it over five times and the Raiders didn't turn it over at all. So that the the, the Bills have to avoid that, and just like the Chargers have to avoid that. I think number two is you, you score points and be aggressive. Not, I mean, that's nothing revolutionary, right? It's football. You want to score points, but this is the 28th scoring defense in the NFL with the Chargers, and I think the Bills would be wise to be very aggressive and get that lead and dare Easton Stick without Keenan Allen, right, and down to their third center and the other injuries that they have on this offense. And and say, hey, can you can you score thirty? Yeah, Dak couldn't. Dak couldn't it. get to twenty. <laughs> Dak couldn't get to past ten. Patrick Mahomes couldn't get past seventeen. Yeah. You know, dare them to score points on you. Yeah. Um. And then lastly, you know, this is an interim coach. You know, but l- l- the reality is, they're not getting a brand new playbook this week. They're not reinventing their entire scheme. No. But there are going to be some unscouted looks. I think you're going to see some. Some trickeration, some desperate things, some going for it on fourth down, some fakes in the in the special teams departments. Because why not? Because why not? <laughs> so I think defensively, both sides of the ball, I think you have to just stay true to the rules of your scheme. You're not going to be able to come up with this game plan that anticipates a lot of what you're going to see. But I, almost at the same time, I, I can appreciate that because it takes some of the complexity out of it and just, hey, what are your rules on defense? Yeah. We're calling this play. What are you supposed to do on this play? If you know what what variables exist and how do you it's to me it just simplifies things. Yeah. Stay true to your rules and realize that there could be some weird stuff coming from the Chargers side of things as they're, you know, looking to spoil, I guess, a little bit and and you know, prove themselves as valuable, you know, members of this football operation moving forward. Well, and guys that are trying to get jobs, you know, out uh, outside of this season, right? I mean, the Chargers have a, a ton of players that are entering contract years. You know, guys like you know Gerald Everett, the tight end, Austin Eckler, the the, the running back. I mean, th- these are guys that are still trying 
to put their resumes out there to be able to try to get new contracts with teams next season. So yeah, they're going to come in here motivated to play hard because, you know, the record, you know, matters to the chargers and the team, but the stats and the production matters to the players. I mean that, you know, when you go into negotiations, that's what they're going to start with. Hey, this is what I was able to do. This is what I can do for your football team. So yeah, it still means quite a bit to them because they're auditioning for their next opportunity. Yeah. That game tape is your resume in the NFL. I've often said, and not that, not to take this to an unnecessary place, but whenever the tanking conversations come up, players don't tank, coaches right. don't tank, right? Organizations tank, right? Uh, and so that's the you, you only get one chance to put tape out there, right? And I think I think if I'm if I'm a, a a GM for another team and I'm considering signing players, I'd love to evaluate what these players look like in these final three games to really kind of get an idea for how important it is is it to them, what's their effort like, how do they compete. Uh, in, in, under these circumstances, right? I think that Absolutely. reveals a lot about your your character and your football character. And so, yeah, it, I I think we definitely understand that side of this equation for the Chargers, um, and what it means to those players. So, I'm expecting an honest effort from them, and the Bills have to be careful, right, to not not um not not get trapped here. You know, coming back home, you got the Patriots next week. And I think the Bills have been pretty focused on the one and zero mindset, and certainly the messaging is all correct. But you got to go do it, right? You got to go do it a few days before Christmas. You got to be focused in and uh, handle your business, or else this climbing out of the hole is going to be all for naught, and you're going to have to hope for a lot of help along the way. Um, and so, you know, the Bills have a chance to kind of salvage their season at eight and six. Uh, we know what's at stake for the Chargers. David, this has been a, a blast of a conversation. Thank you so much for this. Uh, certainly enjoy the game and, and enjoy the holiday season. Uh, as for you guys, thanks for being here and, and coming along for the ride. There's more coverage coming your way, both on Locked On Bills and Locked On Chargers. So make sure that you are subscribed. Would love it if you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll be here to talk about this game every step of the way.